Last time on Knights of the Road Table, Team Alistair and Team Slate met each other in the Castor Basin Caves and began a grand battle, thinking one of the teams were the enemy agents. Biscuit and Jarek eventually convinced the rest of the team to stop fighting enough to ease tensions. Realizing they were set up to destroy each other by the mysterious Head Knight known only as Longbow. Now both teams await Longbow's arrival, quickly working together to come up with a plan and figure out who's really in charge. We begin in the cave where all 10 of the player characters are together, and we have just ended the battle uh, harmoniously uh, by agreeing to stop fighting each other and figure out what the heck is going on with this longbow person. They are currently on their way to meet Alistair, assuming that the job is done and Team Remy has in fact uh, been killed and so we have just a few minutes until whoever longbow is comes uh, to rendezvous with alistair so uh previously we were getting ready to prepare for this so um remy and alistair kind of look to all of you and and um look to form some sort of plan of what to do or how to uh, proceed here what's the plan Igneous has uh, kind of like sloughed off into the shadows for a minute, and then you hear, uh, guys, is this, I think I'll figure something out. Is this useful at all? And you all look towards him, and what steps out of the shadow, shadows, unless you roll a very high perception check, is a camel. I don't know. I guess this is what this does, so... Are you is is he behind the camel? Is that what's happening here? Are you throwing your voice into the camel? Now look, and I take down the cloak <laughs> of camouflage. That's me, huh? This is a very strange magic item. I don't know how this could possibly have come into existence. It's very specific. Which by the way, let's take a moment. Still seeing this item in effect, nobody in this cave has any sort of like recognition or perception of how distressing this is. But just to clarify, because I don't know if we ever directly said it on the podcast, we found all of XX Bloody Heart's stuff in a chest in the Red Wizard's Tower. We have no idea what happened to XX Bloody Heart. And I, as a person, am very distressed about that. But Igneous and Jarek doesn't mean anything. <laughs> You know, you really have to reflect on all of the items that are in this D&D world that you just pick up willy-nilly. What's their history? What's their story? Who has the helmet? Um, Remy has uh, is holding the helmet, so... If somebody Remy, can I use the helmet? Sure. Here. So Jarek first activates his Cloak of Elven Kind, so it works, pulls it up, puts it on. 
puts the helmet on on top of it. Okay. And then activate uses his Mask of Many Faces Eldritch Invocation to activate Disguise Self, which is just an image of him not wearing the helmet. Okay. So basically, he made the helmet invisible, but he's wearing it. You know, Jerk, okay. I'm, I'm real proud of you that you at least didn't just turn yourself into a camel. But but what's the plan with that? Well, it will work. He can tell who's lying, but if they're looking for the helmet or... They're not going to be able to tell that he's <clears throat> trying to tell that They won't know that, that it's in play. Because <clears throat> if they know what the helmet is, and they, well, they probably wouldn't lie, try to lie around it, because it wouldn't work. Uh, but they won't know that it's in play or yeah. present. Remy says, um, most likely Longbow does know about the helmet, and they had discouraged me from trying to get it, I think, exactly for this type of purpose. So keeping it hidden is a good idea. Check. What else we got? Um, Let's think fast. Remy says, I should probably hide somewhere since everybody's going to think that I'm dead. Um, Right? Oh, um, let's see, uh... Do I have anything that might be able to help with that? Uh, let's see. Uh, Sarsa pulls out uh, a portrait of an old lady with a cat. <laughs> what about this? Do you think? Eventually, you think that will come in handy. handy. <laughs> I mean, I figured it uh, seems like we're just pulling out random items and hoping for the best. <laughs> Can we set some traps or something? I mean, I, I suppose we could, but I mean, if he's going to be coming from uh, Caster City, he's going to you know, come down that big thing. But if our if our plan is to find out some more information, you know, if we lay a bunch of traps for them and it hurts it hurts them right away, then uh, the the game will be up. It's I think it's we need to figure out if we want to try and find more information or just um just attack. It's them. Remy that it's Remy that said he killed Alistair, right? No, it's Alistair. Yeah, that said he killed Remy. Yeah. Okay. So maybe Team Remy should hide. Or be captured. Yeah, I say Play we. Uh, captured. I, I say uh, we 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 sit down and put our hands behind our backs and, and um, uh, let's see and, and and maybe it make it look like you know we got our hands tied, but then when it's time we actually don't have our hands tied and then we are able to you know fling them out and be like, "Kazam!" You know, I do have a rather nice piece of rope. It does it. Longbow person, human, uh, know about branch because uh, as a goblin, uh, I could probably be seen to have been captured or joined you as a mercenary type, uh, whatever you think. It's it's very likely that um, if Longbow had access to the intelligence network's records and was able to at least get information from other high-level knights, I think probably everyone in here has been made. They're going to know about each of you. Fun. A branch will hide, then. And Oryx is going to put the hood up on his cloak of elvenkind. Twinsies. Uh, I can, I can, I have a a little tiny hut I can bring up that would fit about nine, ten people and and make it look like a, a rock, you know, like one of them rocks. And, and y'all could hide in it. Uh, we could hide in it and then, like, bust out, you know, when it's time to get out if you want me to make the hut. Uh, yes. So Jarek and Sarsen all need to go hide. That, that sounds like a good idea. Okay. Is that? Do you want me to do that? Because I, I, 
I can only do it once. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good idea. All right, I will cast Leoman's Tiny Hut with my spell scroll that I took. And uh, a little hut pops up, and it's about, like, you know, it's 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 bigger on the inside, uh, you know, <laughs> how that works. And uh, it, But it looks, on the outside, it looks like a rock. And, and everybody inside can see through it, but on the outside, they can't see into it. Eh, you have made a rock. No, no, it, it, it's a hut. Inside. Everybody there's, get in the rock. It's like, a comfortable rock. Like get in the rock. And stuff. Branch sort of crawls inside the rock. And and when he gets in there, he sees much bigger than the rock. Uh, he sees this like kind of dome of with a couple of, you know, a, a plenty of seating area and um it's it's tall enough for people to stand up in it's not like a tent it's 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 like a sectional enough. and like a little uh I, fireplace I don't think it generates and... any cushions but yeah, oh, it's, man. <laughs> it's not as good as sarsa's it's not mansion, mansion of it's not questionable mansion. staffing we get in the rock all right so they uh everybody gets into the rock from team remy team alistair you guys are uh outside of that minutes go by and eventually, you guys kind of hear some rumbling, uh, some what sound like footsteps further up where everybody had come from on the way to Caster City. And you hear a, a pause at the top. And you hear this kind of whooshing sound kind of happen. And then um, descending down, uh, eventually, you see uh, this man, this human man coming down and he has these long robes on and he is floating on this uh, disc and uh, he lands and he he has gray hair and he has a, a short and neat beard and uh, he floats down with his hands behind his back. All of you from Caster City uh, recognize this man as Principal Order Decius, who is the de facto leader of Caster City. That would and be the Alistair crew. The Alistair crew, yeah. So um, probably had seen his picture in a newspaper. Um, uh, yeah, on a parchment. On, on a one parchment? Sheet. Um, uh-huh. I, I don't know. How do people know stuff in this universe? The daily illusions. Yes. They get Drawings. It on, yeah, they, they get it on their small uh, um, stone tablets that show images and you can scroll through them. <laughs> Jumping oh. around so Oh, you, you, you talk about those newspapers that uh, Petra's Pockets come in? You know, with, with the, the little, mm-hmm. yeah. little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grease-covered uh, discs, yeah. You know, Petra's Pockets, you get See, the See, they news use these things called artists to depict the likenesses of people back in the day with ink and pens. Yeah. And... Don't it's be all, ridiculous. It, That's it, not possible. It, yeah. It's all courtroom sketches. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And he says, um, well, 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 Alistair Slate, fearless leader of the Caster City Knights, have defeated another villainous knight, a defector, and your uh, able-bodied crew, of course, at your side. You have done well again, my friend. And um, you guys look to Alistair and you see that he is uh, pretty, he was, he was not expecting that uh, Decius would be longbow and kind of putting everything together he's kind of looking at you guys and uh very cautiously uh uh trying to process everything that's going on and he says uh i hope that he wasn't too much trouble 
Oh no, we uh, you know, we we were able to take him out pretty quick. I mean, Alistair did most of the work, and then uh, the rest of them they just skedaddled. You know, uh, I mean, the ones that didn't get hurt or exploded. There was some explosions, and then oh. um, and, and then the rest of them just kind of ran. They they ran away, tails tucked between their legs. <laughs> Not some, I mean, I think only one of them had a tail, but. Nah, you're, you're thinking about me. Oh, well, I... Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yes, uh, you must be uh, Biscuit. That's me. That's right, and um, Oryx. Sir. Yenny, Deidre, and Igneous. Yes, I've heard much about you from Mr. Slate. It seems that we are the rare few left in this organization. The last few of true faith and of true devotion to this cause. Alistair says, what of the headquarters? Are, are people okay? And he says, oh, mind not them, but it will all get cleaned up and uh, things will be put back to normal. We need to start thinking bigger about this. Now that we have a chance to rebuild the knights, we can make it bigger and more grand. Now that you have uh, eliminated all those foul beasts from our ranks, it is time that we begin the final stage. And uh, Alistair says... What what do you mean? Had any of you uh, worn the ring of Leros that uh, had been picked up? Deidre took one and she would definitely be wearing it. I mean, assuming it's aesthetically pleasing. I mean, like how, like, right? I, I, you know, I think it's got like a nice little purple gem on there. Yeah, so it's, okay. it's good. Mm, it's then yeah. Pearlescent opal. Ah, yes, Miss Selenka. I see that you also wear the ring of Leros. And I knew that... You would all come to see the truth of what was being prevented through these arrogant and controlling knights. They had to go, didn't they? Yeah, they're a bunch of stinky uh, skunks. You know, I'm a pretty sharp guy, but uh, Igneous here, he might not understand. So maybe you could explain to us exactly what was the problem with those folks. Yeah, explain it. Well, I must admit that a lot of this was, how should we say, a test. I had to make sure that all of you were devoted to the cause. And perhaps some of the people dispatched were, um, were evil, yes. And perhaps they as well were confused about what was going on. But you have been selected. I've been watching your progress through Alistair for some time. And... I believe that you're ready. Hey, next, uh, uh, yes. Mr. Uh, Longbow, or sorry, I, I don't know what to call you. Uh, Principal Order Decius. Pr- Principal Order. Can I just call you P.O.D.? Hey, a P.O.D. Um, uh, that's uh, extremely are, disrespectful. Are there, are there any other knights alive, like anywhere in the realms, or are we it? Besides the one that ran away. I it mean, do you know that for sure? That ran away. Yeah, a couple of them ran away, and they were hurt real bad. They're probably going to not make it. From, I don't understand, who ran away? Oh, some of uh, some of Remy's Valiant's uh, soldiers, they, they, they got hurt. They were burned and charred and... Some of them got hit by rocks. Stabbed and... You don't smell the stench of burning flesh that still permeates this cave? Hmm. Was a uh, tiefling and a human among them? Um, yeah, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, there was one with a 
with the tail and and with uh, a very nasty was... vernacular as well. Yeah, there was a human that looked real dumb. <laughs> he looked real unfortunate. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the tent, yeah. Jarek's in the rock. Hey, is he talking about me? <laughs> Cut to the tent. Any uh, chatter going on? Anything to? We add? barely we barely made up from the suggestion thing. I can't believe he's dissing me. <laughs> All right, we cut back. Um, well, they'll have to be dispatched at at, at once. We'll um, we'll go after them, but uh, no matter. Uh, we will have the upper hand from here on out. Uh, like I said, the final stages of the plan are happening. Principal, do we have others uh, that are loyal to the cause? We do, of course, but they don't call themselves knights. This is an opportunity to rebrand and. Uh, reclaim this uh, identity of knights and I see it as an opportunity yes unfortunately many of the knights have been taken out by the defectors but of course it was I who planted those defectors hmm so you're the head person in all this we have you to thank for all this eh? that's right and so, uh, what are the next steps, and where should we go to meet up with these other defectors specifically? Yeah, we, we want to have a clubhouse meeting. Let's get going. P-O-D. Well, this, you don't understand. This is the rest of the club. This is the club? Oh, this is, oh, so it's like an exclusive club. It seems small. So you're saying we don't have reinforcements? No, of course not. Now we will begin to rebuild. You see, I had to bring in Riff Raff and murderers and scoundrels into the knights first so that I could have all of you, the uh, the good people, come in and take all of them out. And now it seems that the last little bits have um, fallen into place. I will ask that you will join me in ushering in the new era of Leros as I take control of Caster City. Question. Yes. You said that you're going to rebrand. What's the new name going to be? Before I sign up, I'd like to know what I'm going to be called. Oh, that's a good question, Arx. It is an excellent question. The rebranding. We're going to be the Knights of Darkness. Oh, that sounds kind of... bit ominous. I don't know if people are going to really get behind that. I mean, like, usually they lack Knights something of... with... Knights of Shadow? I mean that that's that's a little bit more. I'm noticing a, a bit of a theme here. I mean, he's a shadow monk. I, Iggy's a shadow Ooh. monk, so I mean that's kind of that kind of fits with him. I, li- and, I like to hide in shadows. I knew that the right people had been selected. I kind of like sunlight personally. I mean, can we do like nights of day in shadow? Maybe like sunlight and shadow, like like a alternative thing. Maybe there's a day shift and a night shift. <laughs> Alistair speaks up and says, "Wait, you've been playing me the whole time." And he says, don't think of it that way, my boy. I was merely making sure that the assets I had acquired were up to the task. And now I will ask that you join me and become powerful beyond your wildest imaginations. What say you all? I can imagine a lot. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, you know, ushering in the era of Leros, where darkness and mystery uh, return to the realm and... The forces of shadowy figures can uh, come out from the night, and uh, an eternal nighttime can reign over most of the realms. Well, now that's not going to be good for crops, and that's going to cause all sorts of problems there with uh, with food and agriculture, and animals are going to be real messed up. How are you going to deal with the logistics of all that? 
you're thinking too small. Once we once we ascend uh, to demigod status, we won't need mere sustenance and food. We will transcend time and space. Hey, Pod. Um. Uh. Do you uh. Do you are, are you alone in this, or are there like others? Maybe like you know, this seems real otherworldly and like concrete kind of stuff. And you know, usually that that requires a little bit of like intimidation. You know, like where's your bankroll coming from? I'm very glad that you asked. Oh, and thank you. He says, um, "Go hall." And suddenly, the entirety of the mountain begins to shake in a way that is completely jarring. Oh, and no. the cut side to the, of... Cut to the rock! Cut to the rock! Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> this is, this not, is not good. This is bad. And out. And out. In the cave, <laughs> uh, the entire south side of the wall gets demolished down and opens up into the massive channel um, that the other team had seen before being dug into these mountains. And Team Alistair sees this giant uh, genie with red flesh and floating on a cloud of black smoke is using his giant hands to crush down part of this. He uh, lets out a, a bellowing laugh. <laughs> yes, it is oh. I, Gohan the Brutal. Whoa. So you can see I have aligned powerful allies. And when I ask you to join me, it is more of a demand? Right. So, yes. like, one of those, uh, if we don't join you, then we're we're against you, and then you're gonna... He's gonna have a groundhog slapping party, and <laughs> we're the groundhogs. That's exactly right. And, <laughs> what? Um, a groundhog slapping party. You know, party. the old yeah. groundhog slapping party. <laughs> well, it's, it's something we used to do back in the back back in the gnome hills, you know, we used to, these little groundhogs, and you slap them up, and you slap them down really hard before they before they go back in their holes. Yeah, I, it was I real went fun. to a liberal arts college. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he says, silence, fools! Sorry. Don't you understand? I'm giving my big bad guy speech. Oh, yeah. Now, will you join me in ushering in this era of darkness and assuring that we continue to move up the ranks in the Platinum Syndicate? Uh, the, the what now? The Platinum what? The Platinum Syndicate. That's the whole point of this. I'm securing my field here. I'm gonna need you to enlighten us a little bit more about this Platinum Syndicate. I mean, if there if there's a club, uh, you know, I, I want to know what the membership benefits are. Well, it's less of a uh, club, but rather a uh, Fortnite battle royale wherein. Sorry, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, it takes where... place every two weeks. Wherein um, the uh, one with the most who conquers the most land and takes out the most other bad guys um, becomes supreme bad guy. It's an agreement among all bad guys. Right? Did you just self-identify as bad guy? I mean bad in the cool way, like, I'm a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. I'm and picking up what you're throwing down. Is this platinum syndicate... Are they in some way related to this Leros god goddess person? Well, my hope is that by um, 
destroying Caster City with a onslaught of man massive ancient sandworms that the god Leros would look favorably upon me and ascend me uh, as his as his champion. Thus, oh, and then, I can... and then you'll be the ultimate bad guy. Now you're following. Right. Okay, I, I get, I get it now. Okay, you're you're making a power play, and you got this this uh big big red guy. Hey, what's up, man? And uh, uh and 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 you you do you think you're gonna turn into a demigod? Okay, all right, all right. Can we cut to the rock? Yeah, cut to the rock. All right. So everybody in the rock has recently been killed by this genie that emerged. Why are you <laughs> holding your knees? I don't see that we would uh, we would expect for it to not occur again. Your breathing is shallow, Jarek. All right. Well, uh, uh, there are uh, twice as many fighter people who can yeah. fight the genie now. Uh, maybe that's what help. I think it's worth pointing out that I was the last one to die last time, so I saw all of you go down. I'm not exactly in a hurry to repeat that. Is there some way we could get him out of the equation? I, I will cast heroism on Sarsa and Jarek and uh, Branch. I'm going to cast, this is weird, I'm going to cast aid on Carver and Sarsa and Deleth, which also gives you five additional hit points. Ooh. Are those two different names for the same spell? It doesn't, doesn't matter. They're right. different, so they stack. <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh, everybody you're also immune to being edition. frightened. That's probably good. Um, what are the um, elements well, of casting that spell? Do you need to say something or do gestures? Yeah, Carver's gonna Carver's gonna whisper like, and and uh, the little it wasn't crabs. What did I say last time? I forget. The little um, crawdads. No. <laughs> Something scarab beetles. Beetles, yeah, beetles come out and they just sit on the shoulder of those three people. And the uh, the hut doesn't provide magical stealth protections. Decius uh, looks over uh, towards the uh, tent and says, "I know we have powerful casters here, but there's no need to hide any longer. If you're hiding something from me, you may as well let it out now." We're not hiding anything. Oh, yes. What happened? Some cantrip of illusion over here, and he gestures towards where the hut is. Uh, oh, DJ as best as she can while the attention is on that is going to attempt to kind of slink in the shadows so she can be poised to strike. You do so, and uh, you kind of uh, go away. But at this point, because the um, half of the cave wall is completely open, Gohal could probably see you doing that stuff how hidden you are maybe from Decius you would be but uh, you make your best effort alright well we're just gonna have to do it Jarek walks out of the rock hey it's one of them them guys that we fought they were hiding here I thought they ran away stop stop there thief There's... And I, I kind of look at him and I'm like wink <laughs> <laughs> uh, Biscuit I know that you don't know me but I'm not an idiot Everybody, come out. Branch goes ahead and comes out. Hmm. Very curious. And he looks at Gohal. And uh, Gohal, seeing uh, all of the other people that he had already killed um, come out, uh, kind of looks back and goes, uh, uh, 
Hey, Gohal, how you doing? You screwed up before. We're fine. How you feel about that? It was merely practice for my blade. I suppose oh. it was time to finish the job. Oh, it was practice. You were probably, you are probably, you know, over your, oh, your master over here. Are you the master? Which of you is the master? Which one of you is like the pet and which one is Jared, the master? Jared, remember the situation? taunting tactic did not work last time. Uh... <laughs> Just wanted to point that out. Question stands. Biscuit Biscuit says, "Oh, Pod, I, I know you're not an idiot. In fact, I, I think you're you're real dumb." Uh, and and uh, he's gonna cast hypnotic gaze. Uh, and um, Pod needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, as you do that, um, he uh, he casts a spell and um, he casts counter spell. Very easily um, knocks that spell from forming. And he says, now look, we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. You know that I have the power. Several of you have tried to face off against Gohal, and it seems that something has happened to cause a wrinkle in this. But with all of you here, I could either use your help and you can reign in a new dominion and be cast up as kings and gods in this new world that I create, or you can be the last knights to die by my hand. And Gohal um, says, These are the last knights. And um, he looks back and he says, Yes, you've obtained the other ones. And Gohal steps away. So down in the pit, uh, you see uh, right in the middle that there are four people uh, that are bound up, kind of like, almost like tied to a railroad tracks, like a real <laughs> evil villainy type. Does Gohal twirl his mustache? Yes. <laughs> there is a, a, a man, there's a woman, a young woman, and then a very strapping young man down there. And as the different groups of you look down, you guys, some of you, remember Kavin and Sora and Sindel are there. And the other group of you recognize Cass Aleheart down there. So let's see who's in this room right now. We got Sarsa and Deidre, Jarek and Igneous, uh, Branch and Carver, Aryx and... No, wait. Who's Chris? Biscuit. Uh, and then we got Branch and Aryx. And then we got Deleth and Yenny. And then we got Sindel and Sora and Kavin and uh, Principal Order Decius, and we got Cass, and we got Gohal, and we got... Um, Remy and Alistair. Remy and Alistair, that's all. Derek, it's a uh, small uh, cast of characters. Jeff, what, what's the problem? Are we like shoulder to shoulder at this point? No, it's, it's a, a big area. It's, it's a, a large, it's a big cavern, okay? And, um... As uh, he sees, as Decius uh, looks at um, the lot of you and he says, well, this is the opportunity. We can rebuild together and we can become something even bigger than has previously been thought. And you will be treated as gods and kings in this new world that I'm creating. What say you? I mean, I could get rather attached to being a god. I... You, you could, uh... 
you could be in charge of uh, all of the navies of my new empire. How many ships would you like, my captainess? I mean, I just want to be greedy or nothing, but I could go with about 24. To start. A mere, a mere flick of the wrist will have that. Eh, uh, eh, uh, uh, I have a question. Uh, sure. Would uh, all of the people, all the humans, and the uh, elf humans, and the dwarf humans, and all the humans, would, would they die as part of your evil scheme? Many would perish, only the true followers of Leros, dedicated to ushering this new era of darkness and deceit, uh, will survive. So in some ways, it's going to be great for the environment. Will uh, all of them have an opportunity to convert to the uh, Leros person? I'm offering everyone the same opportunity that I'm offering you, which is join me or die. So, eh, I do not like this. Branch is so upset that he is no longer speaking in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> you you mentioned us before, right? You mentioned the uh, the tiefling and the human. You've heard of us, right? Yes, I am aware of your exploits. Jack, I... that means we've got a reputation. <laughs> we do a little fist bump. <laughs> It seems that you're so you pretty much know how this is going to go, right? I suppose that that is true, but I do have some other cards to play. I could let you, um, I could let your friends down there go, and you can be reunited with them. Or I could let the ancient sandworms devour them, if you choose not to comply. A cast is not anyone's friend. Well, this <laughs> another. I think you guys are all just just being a little too hasty, judging our new friend here. I mean, look at him. He's, he's tall, he's powerful, he's got a vision, he's a motivated feller. I think, I actually think you're quite a looker, and I'm going to use my enthrall. <laughs> We're going to give it a go, guys. Uh, so, yeah, so it's basically, uh, I know that this won't end well, but... You can't blame a girl for trying. Um, so it's a uh, wisdom save. And you're attempting this on Decius? Uh, yes. Okay. As she does this, Jarek rolls his hand and is like, fine, I'll get the other one. And he casts Compel Duel on Gohal. So basically, Enthrall means that, like, if it works, like, he basically is oblivious to anybody else but me. Yeah. Yes. Um... So you uh, begin to cast the spell, and um, as you do, you feel um, this grip come around you, and you are uh, pulled up into the air as Decius merely uh, lifts his hand like this, and he says, These tricks won't work on me, sorceress. I contain power beyond your wildest imagination. I'm I'm, I'm actually a cleric. (laughs) And he squeezes a little harder. And he says, I care not for this bickering, and I grow tired. I wish to assume my place within the Platinum Syndicate, and I wish to carry on with these deeds. If you won't join me, I'd just as soon have Gohal destroy you. Oh, so he's the pet? Gohal, you're the pet? You're not a part of the Platinum Syndicate thing? Gohal says, You know, it's funny. I actually am a member of the Platinum Syndicate. 
And I know that the way that it works is that there can only be one. And Decius uh, looks back and says, well now, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> and like an erupting volcano out of uh, Gohal's hand, this pillar of fire and lava and magma comes and it blasts right where Decius is standing. You all have to jump out of the way. And after uh, a few moments, the fire dissipates and all that's left are two boots that are charred to the very end. And uh, Gohal says, <laughs> He thought that I was helping him, but it was in fact me that was doing all of the own helping for myself because, oh, <laughs> well, he, I was not the help. He didn't mean the thing. Gohal, I don't know you, but you need to work on your speeches, it seems like. You, you need a script writer. Silence! <laughs> Igneous will look for an opportunity to get down and try to free Kevin Sora, Sindel Cass, who he doesn't recognize, oh. but figures need to be freed. Gohal says, Oh, uh, you can begin. You can begin to unwrap them and try and save them, but these sandworms are on their way, and I'm going to head to Castor City to watch the ensuing mayhem. Wait, you you're, all... you're just going to leave like that? Well, I figure I would destroy you all with a few quick swipes of my sword first, but. Yeah. I got a full day of evil to do after this, so I don't have a big speech. I'm just gonna kill you all. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm glad we got that sorted then. I'd hate for you to waste any of your precious time actually tying up loose ends. I feel I've tied them all up. Roll initiative! An initiative has been set, and we start with Oryx. Uh, <laughs> how far away would you say the tied-up folks are from Oryx? Let's call it 100 yards or so, about a football field length once you graph it onto the side there. Um, but uh, yeah, once you get going down that slope, though, you pick up a little extra speed, and you're about halfway to them by the end of your turn. Right. And um, you're kind of uh, where Gohal would have legs and be standing. You're kind of uh, sliding underneath that black smoke uh, there. Cool. All right. It is now Biscuit's turn. Biscuit is going to uh, uh, look at Gohal and be like, well, well, looks like you were the big mastermind all along. You must be real wise. And he's going to kind of wave his hands in the air and be like, I bet you're not afraid of anything, or are you? And he's going to cast Phantasmal Killer. Okay. Which is a level four spell. It's my only level four spell. It's an illusion. And let's just see if uh, Gohal is going to make a wisdom saving throw. Let's see if uh, he... Okay. 16. Uh, 16 is my... Oh! <laughs> You're c- close to greatness. Oh, so close. Yeah. So that was that was my big shot, and it, it did not work. 
I don't, I don't think I have any bonus action spells. I mean, in a flashback, we cut to right before uh, we entered the the tent, and and you just see Branch kind of like pat Biscuit on the back, and he cast guidance, and no one knew that it's true. Yeah. Oh what wow! What does guidance do? Uh, it's just in that just ability checks or something. Yeah, it wouldn't actually. Yeah, help. so it doesn't actually help me. Wouldn't no. actually help. Um. All right. Well, I'm just gonna say. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and go, go you, home. You are laughs. real wise. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Poor biscuit. And biscuit slowly backs away. <laughs> just one step. He's not very fast. Just kind of like, cool, nice. Lots okay. of power. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is going to be um, Remy's turn now. Not a ton for him to do at this point, but he is going to... He draws his sword, and he comes up to the very edge of the cliff uh, to where he is in with, within range of Gohal, and he is going to swing his sword twice, and he misses one, but the other one does land. Yeah, Remy... First blood is drawn, and he slices at his uh, arm, and um, a bit of uh, kind of uh, fire and ash kind of comes out of Gohal's skin as it as the wound hits there, and it is now going to be Delith's turn. Um, I've got the mobile feet, which means um, I'm extra speedy, and my dash ignores any difficult terrain. Um, so I would like to dash towards the, uh, people that need our help as quickly as possible. I figure okay. the more, the more the merrier against this guy. Absolutely. All right. Very good. So, uh, that happens and you're on your way. All right. It will now be Gohal's turn and he spins his, uh, hand around a little bit and he conjures up on the top there a fire elemental that uh, comes into uh, being right there and is this creature of pure fire. Is that a spell? It is a spell. Counterspell. <laughs> Alright, so he begins to uh, swirl his hand and all that. Just as the uh, as the uh, pieces of the uh, elemental are coming together, uh, you cast counterspell and it reverses and it just uh, dissipates. And How's it feel, jerkwad? <laughs> he pulls out his uh, giant scimitar and it lights on fire. And he says, So be it. And it is now Deidre's turn. Alright, well then I'm going to stab a genie. Stab uh, him! See what happens. So, do I get my advantage? Because I was attempting to hide myself. You, you'll get the you'll get the, the flank, so you'll get the um, sneak attack damage bonus. So, if, it, if it lands, yeah, for sure. So that's a 25 and an 18. Does it 25 hit? A 25 hits! Nope. Uh, so that's gonna be uh, 12 damage. So I do that damage and then I'm gonna use my cunning action to attempt to disengage and move myself away from him. Me, me, me. Step, step! It is Carver's turn. Alright, uh, Carver cannot do much, but, um,. Does does the giant does the giant genie look like he weighs uh, more than five hundred pounds? <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind he's in his wispy a, tail. He floats. I mean, he I does, don't think so. He 
uh, let's say no. I'm what, not why? Sure. What are you? What are you thinking? Well, I was gonna try to levitate him, but he's kind of already levitating, I guess. So he's kind of already levitating. Yeah. So I don't know if that would really. It would just make him super annoying. Um, you could stick him to the ground. I'll cast a bonus action. I'll cast branding smite. Okay. Um, so the next time I hit, uh, it'll maybe hit him with radiant damage, and then I will attack him with my knife. Um, it's gonna, yeah, I'll just, you know, go up and slice at his foot. His, his cloud? His, sure, the, I'll stab <laughs> underneath his waistband. His essence. Oh. <laughs> Alright, go for it. Uh, it's probably gonna miss, I, I rolled a 2 plus 9, which is 11, so. Yeah, that's it's gonna, gonna miss, miss, yeah. Okay, Carver has a second attack. He rolls a 19. Hits. All right. Um, that's going to be 11 points of... That would be slashing damage. All right. Awesome. Uh, but Chisel comes out, and he's going to... Uh, Chisel, they are going to attack uh, with force damage. All force right. Force-empowered Rend. Yes. 17. Okay, then it hits. Yeah, Chisel. Go, Chisel. Go, Chisel. Nine points of force damage. Hey, <laughs> that's... That's not nothing. It is something. And then Chisel Chisel goes and kind of zooms away. Okay. It is Igneous' turn. Okay. So something interesting about Igneous. In his most recent level up, he, pondering his connection to the Phoenix and the powers of light, became a cleric of the light. So he took some light... Uh, cleric of the light spells which allows him some things what's further interesting about that is the deity that he worships probably unbeknownst to him is within Sindel who is tied up <laughs> down there in the pit but he never really saw Sindel he left the fire realm before 8 year old Sindel came back so he missed that whole like 15 year period where she was the phoenix and all of that and so he has no idea, but his deity is like in this cave in his fight. I don't know if he feels particularly inspired by that, but one thing he knows is bless. So he's going to use his action to cast bless on himself and we'll say Rx and Yeni because Deidre already went. That's going to add a d4 to any saving throw or attack roll while he is able to concentrate for the next minute. Actually, as you um, as you cast that bless spell, uh, for whatever reason, the energy that you channel that normally um, seems like it's kind of distant and it's you, you know you're really having to kind of pull that energy out of out of the ether. For whatever reason, it sort of uh, explodes out and has this massive energy to it. And as it does, it's mm. actually going to affect everybody within range of you right now. Ooh, so everybody is going to get that effect. So remind us what that effect is. <clears throat> so everybody on any attack or any saving throw, you add 1d4. To the attack or to the damage? Uh, to the attack roll. So back to Igneous, that <laughs> bless that's supposed to affect <clears throat> three people. Affects everybody, and he feels that. He's like, what? Uh, what not? That's a, that was a lot. <laughs> and as a bonus action, Igneous will 
Um, he can, as a bonus, take the dodge action, which is called patient defense for the monk. So he is in dodge mode. And All that's right. the end of Ignis's turn. Very good. It is now Sarsa's turn. All right. Well, knowing now that Sarsa can feel this incredible energy coursing through her body, she's going to say, I'm a god! And run up. <laughs> and uh, we're going to try. We're just going to get weird with it. We're going to attempt uh, inflict wounds as a third level spell on um, Batty McBadface. Um, so for my roll on that, oops, that's gonna be a spell attack. So that's a 14 plus a d4, 16 to hit. Misses. Mother liquor. <sighs> so unfortunately, um, that um, uh, fails, and it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't connect. However, as you're, um, as you're kind of uh, recoiling from that, uh, suddenly um, you kind of look up into the sky and you see that there's this uh, pinpoint of light uh, that comes down and it's right in front of you. And it, uh, it opens up and it looks like it's this pale moonlight that's coming down. And right in front of you, you kind of reach out and you're able to control this beam of moonlight that's coming down and so moonbeam has just been cast by who we don't know we don't know okay but sarsa there uh deus ex machina you feel saloon you you feel you feel this uh this this moon uh beam come down so you now have the the spell moonbeam is now cast Cool. Shove it on him, and I let me do some looking up of that because I don't have that on my spell list. So Moonbeam basically a con save. It's concentration. So does that mean that I'm concentrating on it now? Yes. Yeah, so um, yeah. So your concentration, if you choose to keep that up, um, uh, will be there, or maybe not. You're not exactly sure how it works, but you you will it towards that. And uh, so it's a constitution save, you said? Uh-huh. Uh, that's going to be a six. That's oh. going to be a fail. <laughs> oh. Okay. That's going to be 20. Oh, wow. Two tens. That's 20 radiant yeah. damage. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dang. Eat moonlight, jerk. Moon power. I moon All right. And this this moonbeam comes down and it begins to uh, burn and sear him and uh, the ash of uh, and embers that uh, you've seen when he is damaged uh, begin to uh, uh, fall all over him and it's very irritating. So he is going to um, go once again and uh, this time he is going to swing down and he is going to uh, he is going to try and hit where he saw that um, all of that aiding energy go. He's going to uh, find Igneous and he's going to try and swing down at him. And he is dodging, so we'll see if this works. <laughs> oh, that gosh. means it's disadvantage. Disadvantage, okay. All right, so that's a 20 to hit Igneous. At disadvantage, that's going to hit. <sighs> I mean, he did, uh, he did only roll a 10, so. 
So you know what? Another power that he has as the uh, cleric, as the cleric of the light, his special ability is he that can shoot out a, f he can make a flash of light occur in front of somebody that is attacking him, it, which also imposes disadvantage. All right. So that would be I, another disadvantage, which probably just doesn't exist. I don't know. It's your call, DM. Now he rolled higher that time. So um, so many disadvantages still hit. Okay, he still hits. That's going to be fourteen uh, fire damage to you as it comes down. Half smashing damage and half uh, fire damage. I'm fire resistant. Yes. So I'll half that. There you go. So half of seven. Uh, you'll take four plus seven, so eleven damage. All right. Zach, stay in the uh, chair here because it is now Jarek's turn. All right, Jarek's just gonna run up and attack him. He probably has some sort of bonus action he can do. Um, he will cast Shield of Faith on Sarsa, increasing her AC by two. Concentration up to ten minutes. Sarsa, add two to your AC, and then he will hit this guy. All right, attack number one. 19! Hits! Uh, that's going to be eight damage. And I guess I'll smite at second level for another 2d8. One, two, eight, nine, ten. So another ten damage. This is 18 total, I think. And then I'll attack again. That was a 16. It's going to miss. Alright, there it is. Alright, awesome. It is now Yenny's turn. Who's uh who who's close to Goha? Um everybody except uh Oryx and uh who else ran? Delith ran to the other people. Alistair hasn't gone yet, so everybody else is like right okay. up in there. Is 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 Deidre there? Yes. Okay. Yenny's gonna lock eyes with Deidre, and she's gonna go. Deidre, do this, and she like, g uh, like uh, interlocks with both her hands and like sets them down near her like torso area. Right, she's just essentially signaling like, give me a boost. Right. Uh, yeah. Deidre, yeah, gets the the hint and and is like, all right. Awesome. Uh, so Yenny's gonna rage. And she's going to go with a reckless attack by running up, taking the boost off of Deidre, and then kind of like Matthew McConaughey in the movie Reign of Fire, uh, <laughs> just jumping up with the axe overhead and just like, yeah, right all at right, that. All right, all right, Go on. Do it. So uh, advantage on this one because it's so reckless. Uh, extremely reckless. So reckless. And then we get a plus four from the uh, other thing. That's a 22, baby! That's gonna hit! Oh yeah! Uh, five damage. Okay. okay. Wait a minute. Okay. Five damage. You managed to uh, do that slice and it's a big hit and it's uh, it was quite acrobatic and, and beautiful. Could you I? Could I go yeah. for an additional attack while in midair? You know, just yes, of course. of course. Oh yeah, let's do it. Okay, and that's fourteen. That's gonna miss. Oh no! Just like Matthew McConaughey in Rain of Fire, didn't work you out that the D4? well. Uh, no, I did not add the D four to that. Oh, add the D four. 
And that would be uh, 18. Then that is! Alright! Aw, yeah, that's a 9 damage, baby. Super bless. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Alright, it is Branch's turn. Branch is going to cast Conjure Minor Elementals because you know what this fight needs? More things. Yes! <laughs> Fill this room up! Um, but out of consideration, I'm just going to cast one CR2 elemental and not eight CR uh, one-fourth. Uh, so I'm going to cast, I think it's pronounced. Well, I think you should cast Conjure Animals and summon 16 weasels, but you do you. <laughs> if the minor elementals doesn't go well, that's my <laughs> next option. So, um, I'm going to cast, I think it's pronounced an Azer. Uh it's that like dwarf looking thing with a fu- he looks like ghost rider <laughs> cool right um so he shows up um and i'm gonna have him attack uh and then uh but before he attacks branch will use his nimble escape to hide all right and then the azer will attack he will Got attack it. with a war hammer 18 to hit that's gonna hit okay seven bludgeoning damage and then i assume Gohal is immune to fire. Yeah. Okay. So we won't. I won't bother rolling for the fire damage that would come off of that as well. All right. Good ah. call. <laughs> All right. A lot going on here. <laughs> Branches, you finish your turn, uh, rechanneling your uh, magical energy there. Um, for whatever reason, you feel like um, the energy that you use to transform yourself into another beast you feel like uh there is maybe uh, a replenishment of some of that energy so could be that um next time you might be able to to do that again weird awesome like maybe and you feel this like bushy tail of a squirrel like uh, kind of going across your shoulders as that happens so i don't know a weird (laughs) a weird thing to have happened um, it is now Alistair's turn, and he is going to enter a rage, and he is going to attack with his great axe twice, and he is going to do that as well, following Yenny's example. He's going to do that recklessly. Don't forget the d4. And with a d4. So, um, oh no, that was real bad. He missed there. My cricket is back. Is that what that is? No. <laughs> the cricket. We love him. All right, so the second one, thankfully, is going to hit. He's going to do uh, nine damage there. So he comes up, and he uh, takes a slash at Gohal and does some damage there and um, backs up a little bit and prepares again for another uh, fight. Gohal puts his sword down, and he begins to spin his hands like this, and uh, throws them down, and a flurry of fireballs and flames come down, begin to lay waste to everything around you. Okay, so everybody um, that is still up on top, a dexterity saving throw. That's going to be 22 damage on a miss, and it's going to be 11 on a save. Uh, Yenny failed real bad. So, uh, so I have an ability called Flash of Genius, and I can, um, uh, within if 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 Yenny is within thirty feet of me, I can use my reaction to add my intelligence modifier to your roll. 
Ooh. So you can add five points. Add five to your roll. Uh, that puts me at 12. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it was a bad roll. Oh, no. <laughs> Again, well, he's Matthew McConaughey in Reign of Fire, man. Oh, right. man. Well, he, well, I tried. <laughs> all bad, all bad, all bad. All bad, all bad, all bad. All right, very good. As you guys are beginning to fight, you're feeling uh, this more deep rumbling that's coming, and uh, you feel like it's coming from the west, so from the desert. It could possibly be the sandworms uh, on their way as well. We return to the top of the order, and it is Oryx's turn. I'm going to get over there, and um, is there any indication to, since Oryx wouldn't know her, uh, is there any indication to Oryx that Sindel is, you know, freaking fire goddess? No, um, I don't think so. She I just mean, looks like a little girl, uh, like a she's, young woman. She's got a pretty cool haircut, um, but that's about it. All right. Who looks the most formidable? Probably Cass. Cass. All right, he's gonna, he's gonna let Cass out. Oh, I gotta, thanks, man. <laughs> I, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna do this. I think I'll just talk as Cass, and if I get the energy, I'll send all of the lines of the things I said to, uh, to Acevedo. Uh, to Acevedo, and see if he'll dub them in. I'm sure. He will. Every time we've done impressions of Cass, we've been doing impressions of Matt Acevedo, and not at all how Matt Acevedo played <laughs> Cass Eilhart. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> but that's more fun. Um, okay, so yeah, I'll, uh, Oryx will try to free him. I, I have claws, so I'll, probably, I'll use that or my right, rapier so, or dagger yeah. or something. So easily you're able to free Cass, and he, and he says, Thank you, friend! It is time for justice! He pulls out his sword, and he goes, Aah! And he begins <laughs> uh, running up towards... He begins running up towards uh, Gohal. So he will enter combat sometime soon. I assume I can only free one on my turn? Yes. Okay, then that is it for him. Now it's Biscuit's turn. Biscuit is going to pull out the wand of Drodos uh, that he took from the Red Tower. And, yes. Um, I've kind of been fiddling with this and attuned to it or whatever if it requires attunement. But I don't know what it does. So, <laughs> so I'm going to try to use it. Hello, listeners of The Rolled Table. This is Jeff, your DM for Season 4. The last time I'm going to be talking to you guys here in this break for this season as we have arrived at the season finale and how exciting it is halfway through the sensational ending to this season. I don't normally do this, but I want to give a big shout out and thanks to our players, Zach, Matt, Chris, Jen, Carlos... Uh, a big thanks to them for stepping up and uh, allowing me to take them on this journey. It was a lot of fun, and thank you, of course, for listening along. At the end of announcements, I'm going to give a little bit of a preview of what's coming in the Knights of the Roll table stream, so stick around for that. I want to give another shout-out to Matt Acevedo, helping us out earlier in the season. He was our guest. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter. It's at the Matt Acevedo, A-C-E-V-E-D-O. 
It's time to spotlight another game store. And this week, it's TC's Rockets in San Diego. It's a newer comic book and game shop in the Allied Gardens Grantville area here in San Diego. They have a really big game room. They're catering to the tabletop role-playing game, so a good place for you to check out now that we're able to kind of go out into stores and restaurants and out into the world again. Check them out, tcsrockets.com. You can tell us about your local game store or bookstore on our Twitter. It's at rolled table we're still doing lots of fun stuff on clubhouse it's an app that you can download and join in listen in on live talks going on throughout the world and we're in the DD clubhouse we're on tuesdays at 8 p.m and we always have special guests come and check us out there on the clubhouse app you can support us by leaving that rating and that review on whatever service you're using we'd really appreciate that rating and that review our Instagram and Twitter is at Rolled Table. Come give us a shout. Tell us what's up. Check out what we're sharing. The best way to talk to us directly is on our Discord server. Jump onto Discord. Search for Knights of the Rolled Table. It's a really fun place to chat and hang out and see what's going on. Some of the combat music from this episode is from Weston Gardner. You can find him at his Patreon, Arcane Anthems. And all the characters and the maps and the illustrations are done by Chris Daly and his Patreon, Dungeon Heads. Check out his art and support him on Patreon, Dungeon Heads, on Patreon, on Twitter, and Instagram. Check out Chris on his other podcast, Comic Book Keepers. If you want to learn a little more, go on deep dives on what's happening in the world of comic books. He's going to have a special episode with Carlos from Knights of the Rolled Table. They're going to talk about... Optimus Prime on a deep dive. So that will be something fun to check out. It's Comic Book Keepers Podcast. If you have any feedback or questions and want to put an ad on our show, contact us, Knights of the Rolled Table at gmail.com. Okay, so here's what's coming up in the Knights of the Roll Table stream. We're going to have a wrap up of season four where all the players and me sit down and talk about what happened in season four, things we liked, our approaches, and all that kind of stuff. So a real relaxed wrap-up discussion of all of season four. Then we'll be doing a couple of one-shots. The first one, a battle royale, which will be DM'd by our good friend David Armstrong. You're going to see several characters from Knights of the Rolled Table past fighting it out in a winner-take-all battle royale. So it ought to be an interesting. Some crowd favorites will be joining in on the fun there. Jen Stopper Crespo will also be doing a one shot and that is going to feature some really special guest players. If you listen to our Valentine's Day episode, uh, Archibald and Barchewald will be making an appearance and then we'll be having a session zero for season five. And then after that, the premiere of season five with returning Dungeon Master Chris Daly. We're super excited to venture on a brand new season. If you're looking to get somebody into our podcast, now might be the time to have them listen up. And with all that being said, we know we're not the only actual play D&D podcast. There are a dime a dozen these days, and we thank you so much for listening and being a part of not only this episode, but the whole season. That's all for the announcements. Now, go out, get that vaccine, and make life an adventure. Desperate times. So you produce the staff, and uh, as you attune to it,
it begins to crackle with this electrical energy. Uh, you knew when you attuned it that it was a super powerful item. There are, there are a few options for oh, things dang. that you can do. Uh. <laughs> Biscuit's just laughing. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm just going to cast for now. Like, that's I mean, my first thing. I'm like, All right, let's, let's see what this does. Hiya! <laughs> and he will cast Thunderstrike. Uh, so... A crack of thunder, super loud, 300 feet, and um, he, he has to make a con save. Okay, that is not one of his saving throws, so potential goodness here. He rolled a 10. Oh, that fails! He is stunned until the end of my next turn. Oh my goodness. So this bolt, this Advantages crack, on attacks. This crack of energy lights out and it like clears you can see a clear path of where this um energy struck and it deafens almost all of you and as you as you all kind of uh wince from the pain and gain your vision back you see that uh gohal is convulsing with this uh electrical energy as it's uh gripped him and all of you feel like an opening has been um <laughs> has been had as he is completely stunned uh, from this. Igneous! Look what I did! I did that thing you do! I stunned him! Good job, little guy! And it's now um, going to be uh, Remy's turn and he comes up and with the uh, advantage manages to hit once twice and is going to throw some damage in there and he does uh two big attacks on there and uh backs up a little bit it is now delith's turn so delith you look back and you see uh after that big loud uh shock there and you see um uh gohol being uh wrapped in this uh kind of just pulsing like he's been shocked by a taser mm, lucky shot and uh i keep running towards the uh towards the people hey. who are uh, <laughs> I keep running towards the tied up tied up folks uh I all right probably make it by now i think yes yeah, so let's let's you you make it as well and you're up there and cast uh you you passed him just as you were coming up as he mm -hmm. was running towards and so there's um a, a man a woman and a um a young woman <laughs> let me roll for it i guess i don't have a three-sided uh, let's see okay the third choice the young woman all right, wonderful. Uh, so Good you're call. you uh, you free her, and um, as that happens, um, Sindel uh, she rises into the air, begins to float on the other side of Gohal there, and she looks around and she sees all of this stuff happening and assesses the situation, and she closes her eyes. And all of you feel this sense of refreshness and this uh, new energy come about you. And you all uh, feel a, a massive amount of healing happen to you. Oh, snap. That's going to be 18 hit points revived to all of Ooh. you. Yeah. And I want to give uh, spellcasters back a little bit of your uh, spellcasting ability. You can take back one of your highest level slots or if you want to um, 
split that and get two you know low, two low level slots. Yeah. So however the math works out, you regain one slot of your highest level. And uh, Sindel has entered the fight as well. My name's Delev. Yell at her. She says, "Thank you." And says, "I'm Sindel." I should have rescued her I, I, first. I, it feels wrong for me to uh, voice her. Um, <laughs> she sounds so, like Jarek. Okay. <laughs> I am not gonna. She's kind of excited. Yeah, she's actually excited. <laughs> Amped oh, up, wow. Jarek. Wow, okay. Oh, I'm going to get this. Um, all right, great. So now we're going to be at uh, Gohal's turn, but he is in shock. Does he roll for anything? That's just the whole time until your next turn, right? He's, he's stunned, yeah. Boom, baby. He's the condition of stun, so I don't think he can do anything. I don't I, think I, he can do anything. No, I, I, I think that you're right. And it is Deidre's turn. I mean, let's be honest. She's got one thing that she does, so... Uh, she gonna run up a stab, and since he's stunned, I mean, I don't even really need to worry about. I just, I'm just gonna get that sweet, sweet advantage. So uh, you're gonna, you're gonna find that sweet spot. Yep. Yes. That's a 15 to hit. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Unfortunately, as you're coming up, uh, you try and land a, a good hit, but he uh, is still um, moving a little bit, and you just miss. Ah, poop, poop a doop. It is now Carver's turn. As you're beginning to prepare your next uh, attack, you kind of get this, you, you kind of hear this strange sound, or you get this weird feeling, and you kind of hear uh, from up in the tunnels, you kind of hear this and these two other constructs come up and they hover right beside you, and then they uh, lower themselves down next to you, and they say designation WF61119 we have come to aid you compliance where did you come from you have summoned us we have come to fight again alongside each other this time for good let's do this you notice that they are built unlike other if you've ever in uh, we know that you had seen another construct mm -hmm. in your backstory um, but oddly enough, these ones look a lot like you. They look like they were constructed in the same design or in the same, maybe by the same person as you. Ooh, okay. So. Interesting. All right, um, I'm going to say attack maneuver hummingbird. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> He's going to flank left and one of them's going to flank right and one of them's going to jump up the middle, like jumping on the shoulders of the other two and they're going to like like almost like they've rehearsed it but there's no way Carver could have known that and he's like well, I don't know why I'm doing <laughs> and he just stabs so like he stabs twice the, the one guy stabs twice and the other guy stabs twice <laughs> perfect so go ahead and whatever uh, they're just gonna copy you so you're just gonna triple your damage okay so 36 points of piercing damage <laughs> I rolled right. a 12 alright <laughs> awesome it's just these three constructs, carvers in the middle, and 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 uh, and it just it's just the Iron Legion with knives. Just, I'm just hearing the Avengers theme song. Like, yeah, as all, this, <laughs> as all these people are coming together. Um, and then uh, you know, just for the heck of it, Chisel's gonna do another force rend to the back of his head, another eight points of force damage. 
Okay. Out of the other um, compartments of these other ones, this small floating um, uh, orb comes out and launches a laser beam down. And this other, um, a bunch of ninja stars like attached together, uh, comes out and starts rotating and and going and hits him as well. So they also have their um, little steel defenders. Their steel defenders come out and also do that attack. So So they did eight points as well. So that was 24... Plus 36. Yes. So that was 60 points of damage. Yes, it indeed was. And coming up uh, from behind, uh, you guys just hear this. And uh, (laughs) Cass from uh, down below is climbing on two daggers on his back and comes up. I will. (laughs) And he stab- he gets on his shoulder and he stabs down a bunch of times and then he uh, does a front flip over and lands on the cliff in front of all of you guys. Kind of turns looks- around, winks at Sarsa. <laughs> oh, don't get so flirty with me now, boy! Hey, flesh blanket. Hey guys. <laughs> so now he is up there as well. Um, the rumbling uh, begins to happen, and uh, especially um, those still down in the tunnel area, you guys look and see, and you see that uh, coming down through this tunnel is just this gigantic, huge, enormous sandworm, like looking down at one of those horrible things in Tremors. Uh, these three gaping maws are racing towards you guys and just as they're uh starting there you see in front of that between you and the sandworm a bunch of these other afriti pop in and they all begin to channel magic up to it and they're pushing it back and you see that they're creating some sort of force field that's slowing down and stopping this um bit there and you guys see that it's the afriti tribe that you guys had interacted with before are they're fighting they're 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 stopping they're they're pushing back and holding (laughs) it they're uh looking to you guys they say finish him get him we'll stop the worms and so that's happening right there and they're pushing them back trying as best as they can there and now it is igneous's turn so igneous is gonna run up to gohal and attack him with flurry of blows which is gonna be five attacks with advantage plus d4 which I just rolled all of, and he hit every time with one crit. Oh! <laughs> Holy um, macaroni. Oh, man. So that what about will... your puka? What about your puka? Did you get those key points back? I will roll that for a puka. <laughs> nope, no key points were returned. You could try to stunning strike him, and he could just still be stunned. <laughs> I could. He'd be double stunned. He would be stunned until the end of my turn, which is worthwhile. Since Chris mentioned it, I will try to stunning strike. Hey. Um, target must succeed on a contribution saving throw or be stunned until the end of the next turn. All right. Let me do that. Uh, 11. Ooh, fail. Oh. <laughs> stunned until the end of Igneous' turn. Stunned. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Stun is the winner okay. of this fight. Okay. <laughs> All right. Plus nine, plus nine, plus five equals. That's 57 points of damage. 
Puka says no key recovery. 57 points of damage, and he's stunned until the end wow, of my next turn. good job. Nice hit. Dang. Boom, 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 boom. All feeling smart. It is now Sarsa's turn. Hey, I know her. Uh... So right now we've got we've got all the Afridi touch helping out with the sound sandworms, and we've got what's his face? Is he still stunned? Mm-hmm. Dope. So that means I get advantage. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna now as a level four spell. I'm gonna attempt, and I still get my plus four, right? I'm gonna try it again. I'm gonna inflict wounds as a level four spell. And Go we're going to see what happens with that. So uh, pray for me, y'all. Um, 26 and a 9. So we're going to go with that 26 plus yeah. a d4 is going to be, I don't know, that's a 4. So that's 30 to hit. Do I hit? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, indeed you do. Oh, good God. Thank goodness. Okay, let me do some Finally. Let me do some math here. I have been trying to get this thing to land like this whole freaking campaign. So yeah, that's 3d10 no plus I get a d10 for each level above, like second level or higher. So that's going to be three, four, five, six. So 6d10 is what I'm going to be rolling on this one. Jeez, I don't please. recall Sarsa ever having an inflict wounds work. No. This might be the first This is literally <laughs> the first time, you guys. I'm so <laughs> excited. And that's going to be 42 damage. Necrotic damage. And if I can just spank him on the tushy when I do it, too. Like, should have flirted with me when you had the chance there, Boyle. 42 damage. 42 damage. Finally, finally an inflict wounds paid off. He had to be like proned on the floor for it to happen. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you still have control of the moonbeam. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That just continues to do damage. So we had 42 and then on that it's going to be 2d10. That's going to be six damage. Not as impressive as last time. That's a total of 48 damage, right? Dang. She was just biding her time. She needed the buzz to kick in. I'm better when I'm drinking. Well, now you yeah. have your alchemy ju- alchemy flask. I know, but I'm... I'm scared to take it out right now. I don't want nothing to happen to it. It is now Jarek's turn. He's still alive? Jarek is still kicking. No, not Jarek. I'm talking about the the... Dude, bro. Both of us are still alive. He has 7,000 hit points. Look. Yes. Jarek will use a bonus action to apply Hexblade's Curse and then attack twice with advantage plus d4. Here we go. 21 for the first attack. 25 with the d6. So that will be 10 damage on the first attack. And then he will attack again with advantage. That is a, with a D4, 26 to hit. It's going to hit. And and that will be 9, 10, 11, 12 damage. And he's going to smite once again. Ooh, rolled an 8 and a 4. So that's a total of 24 damage on the second strike and 10 on the first. So a total of 34 damage to go haul this turn all right it burns and it sears and you guys are 
really chipping away here. Derek's feeling more optimistic, slightly less unfortunate. <laughs> Derek the optimistic. Has a nice ring to it. Let's have it be Yenny's turn. All right. Uh, well, Yenny, on the brink of unconsciousness, gets gets revitalized by, uh, what was Sindel's spell? What, what was cast there? Uh, magic. <laughs> Just like mass mass healing. Water. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Healing lots. Fire healing. <laughs> Got it. And and sort of reinvigorated. Uh, and again, finding herself still attached to uh, Go Gohal's uh, torso. Uh, yep. Uh-huh. I think in in uh, sort of a uh, in, in in a very sort of like urge to kill like falling and then urge to kill rising and now she like goes and starts <laughs> slamming her axe on him again uh let's you know see. i'm wondering if you had if you had a metal object lodged in and that you were hanging into would that then the electricity would arc to you or did you have something with uh oh well the battle axe i'm holding is definitely uh metallic so you know yeah uh, i mean you probably took a little of that shock but that's oh, right sure well, you, you, it, 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 it may be made that extra strong for you. Like, Whoa! <laughs> right. Very reinvigorating. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> the first hit is uh, 21. That's going to hit. Awesome. And that's going to be... And that's five damage for that first hit. And then a second swing. And that's going to be... Uh, 16. Does a 16 hit? It does not. Oh man. Okay. So just did you add that... D four? Uh, yes. In the in this one, I did. Yeah. All right. So uh, good hit from Yeti. That means it's going to take us to Branch. All right. Uh, Branch is going to look at the Azer and say, "Eh, I will be a bear for a while. You keep killing the big red thing." Uh, and then he's going to turn into a cave bear. Um, All right. And he's gonna, he's gonna attack Gohal. I love General Branch. You do this, and I will do this. Okay. Okay. Uh, Good talk, Army. Twenty-six to hit. It's gonna hit. It is a, a twelve damage, and then okay. uh, to bite is gonna miss. I already used my bonus, so yeah, that's it for him. And then the Azer will go. Okay. And he will swing his warhammer. Uh, critical hit. <laughs> oh! Uh, 11 plus 3. 14 damage. Azer smash. Azer smash indeed. So, uh, it is now Alistair's turn, and he is still raging, and he goes off on him once again, seeing the opportunity there, and he lands one huge hit on him. And then on the second one, he lands a critical hit yeah. and uh, lodges yes. it in super deep and twists his axe as it goes. And he pulls it out and a big chunk of um, ash and cinders comes out um, and uh, dissipates away. So a big hit there. And we're going to go back to the top of the order. And it is Oryx's turn. All right. Um, can I free both of the folks with my claws or just one sure one hand on each all right i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna let them go then all right they say oh thank you thank you so much uh we can fight should we fight yeah go kill that big guy right there all right uh uh, and they they begin uh running over as well and then our arcs will also head back in that direction all right 
cool. Remy's turn. He is going to take some swipes as well. While the getting's good. Two good hits there. Are, 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 meanwhile, all of the sandworms and the Afrit are kind of having their own thing. Right. So they're they're about. yeah. It's they're they're kind of holding them back at this point. That at least is not a, a pressing concern at the moment. All right, another huge hit there from Remy, but it is Biscuit's turn. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> that... Wow, <laughs> that thing's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's powerful. Uh, I don't think I can do that again, but uh, I might be able to do something else. Uh, let's see here. Uh, well, let's try this again. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have him make a wisdom saving throw. Um, a wisdom save, you say? Yeah, yeah, let's let's try it. Let's do eight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Biscuit's like, I think you're afraid now. <laughs> and he's going to cast Phantasmal Killer again. Oh. Uh, so this is what the spell says. You tap into the nightmares of a creature you can see within range and create an illusory manifestation of its deepest fears visible only to that creature. Uh, on a failed save the target becomes frightened for the duration which is one minute <laughs> at the end of the target's turns before the spell ends the target must um oh at the end of each of the target's turns before the spell ends the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 4d10 psychic damage so it actually doesn't happen yet it happens on his turn i guess on a successful save the spell ends okay so he has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls. Cool. A, a real lot laying into him at this moment. But narratively, like, what, what does he see in his brain? So, um, uh, you seeing and creating the uh, illusion there, um, <laughs> what, uh, what is uh, just absolutely his worst fear is um, you kind of, like, channel in, like, turning on a TV channel. And what you Carbs. see, yeah, <laughs> what you see is a bunch of uh, Afriti and humans and dwarves and all the creatures of the world kind of like holding hands and like dancing around <laughs> and like, la, la, Singing. we're all happy. Happiness is great. Everyone and, can and work together. together. <laughs> yeah. A society no. run by no, no one. No, yeah. stop. <laughs> okay. It is Deleth's turn. All right, great. Uh, so Delit's still with the uh, other two people tied up, right? Oh, they're untied now. And oh. they're untied, All and right. now everybody's going back up. Got it. All right. Um, well, I, I I don't want to miss out on the action uh, of this, I assume, still paralyzed uh, Ifrit. So you better get in there. Yeah, I I I, I, uh, uh, I, I, I run up as fast as I can. I don't know if I'll make it to him in time, but uh, let's let's Let dash. Let's let's say you do with a good dash, you're able to get within striking distance. Strike right. away. Yes, twenty-one to hit. Mm. It's gonna mm. hit. Fifteen. Fifteen damage. He's not lying right. down, right? Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, I was gonna say I poke him in the eye, but that 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 wouldn't work out. So maybe somewhere in the smoke region that might resemble the uh, right in the smoke. Yep. Right in yeah. the smoke. Right in the old smoke hole. <laughs> So at, at his turn, you want me to roll? Yeah, you got to roll it. So four four d ten psychic damage, thirty two. Still while he's stunned. I rolled a ten, a seven, a six, and a nine. <laughs> All right. With that, it is now D 
Deidre's turn. He's just like, ah! Spoiler! I'm gonna stab him. That's gonna be a 16 and a 14. Does 16 hit? Oh, do I still get the d4? Yeah! Okay. 16 plus... A boop, 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 four! So it's gonna be a 20 to hit! Hits! A little dirty oh. 20! <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I said it that way. First hit does nine damage plus my sneak attack. 16. It'll be 25 damage total. There's so many people in this chamber that it would v be very hard to not have an ally within five feet to get sneak attack. Uh, you know what? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There's not really room to not get sneak attack. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> also, is... if you want to hide, you just step one foot to your right or your left and you're standing behind someone. I mean, it's a yeah. huge chamber. It's a football <laughs> field in length. So. Yeah, to the and then down. Yeah, it's big. It's going to have a cruise ship-sized uh, worm in it in a little bit. If In a pool. In a pool. It's going to be great. The water slide. All right, it is Carver's turn with his okay. um, other compatriots with him who have joined him in this battle, oh, summoned man. from some other place. Carver drones. Um, all right, well, Carver is just going to... Bonus action, cast Branding Smite. Okay. And then uh, I will attack twice with Chef Knife. All right, so 28 to hit and 22 to hit mm -hmm. and 19 to hit. Yep. 22. Yep. Four, 15, that's a miss. 22. So five. My damage times three, which is 10 times three is 30. Uh, branding Smite is 10. Uh, so that's 40 points from the Warforged. Chiseling the Steel Defenders. <laughs> Your favorite um, EDM punk band uh, are going to... <laughs> are going to Force Rend. Oh, man. Uh, so 24 to hit. Hits. Chisel's going to do six. Uh, that will be... Another 18. Uh, 18. Yeah, so 58 total. And... That's our turn, and then Carver's gonna go away, uh, back up a little bit because he's he's stunned. Describe your victory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Whew. Okay. Carver is going to, as he's doing this. Um, he, you guys notice, especially your allies, Jarek, Sarsa, Branch, Deleth, uh, that have been with him, you start noticing that as he's stabbing, uh, Carver starts, uh, manifesting these scale plates over his body, and he just and it becomes, like, more, uh, protected in armor, and he just, he starts going, You will not attack my friends! And his voice gets more, like, shaded and everything, and, and, um, and he, he goes for the heart and kind of does, like, a, like you would do with, with a glass, you know, cutting into glass, he just <laughs> kind of goes around his heart and just <laughs> punches him in the chest with, with his knife. And the others go for the arms, and they're just like, Ch -ch -ch. and he just lands. And with a great, uh, with a great explosion of light and fire, uh, 
and all that falls down is this um, black ash that slowly and gently falls down uh, into this chamber. And the uh, Efriti that are in the tunnel begin pushing back the um, sandworms. And Sindel looks over and um, seeing that flies over to that position and lets out another barrage of fireballs and fire energy uh, that emanates from her and it begins to melt away and burn up these giant worms and it all begins to um, turn yeah, around. Biscuit will go, go cast fireball as well. Wait for me! I can do that too! <laughs> so it's a, it's a fireball fest and uh, eventually that's that's stopped and the Afriti break down part of the tunnel and fill it in with rocks, sealing up the back part of this um, big tunnel area. And Alistair and Remy and uh, Sora and Cavan and Cass, all everybody kind of congregates in the middle of this giant tunnel that now has 16 people plus the Afriti tribe within it and after a little bit of like is this I think we did it there's kind of joy that begins to erupt and uh, you know Remy begins to put his fist in the air and Alistair begins to huzzah yeah get pumped up and everybody's super excited does Remy notice Cass there and is he like super pissed at him so um Cass comes over to uh, Remy and he he just has this this look of shame on his face and he kneels before him and he says I didn't know what else to do I'm so sorry I never meant to hurt you I didn't know that I would be double crossed I didn't have anything else to do you, you have to and Remy he cuts him cuts him off and he places his hand on yeah, he cuts his, his hand off and he says, Never again will you betray me. The knights who betray... <laughs> Do not cross me. For generations, the knights who betray other knights will have their cake. Hotel! <laughs> um, no, it gets, it's a happy ending. He puts his hand on his shoulder and he says, I, I understand. Um, uh, as your mentor, I know that the challenges of growing old and having a family. And they, they embrace... Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Oh, you're the best. And they embrace... And, I knew uh, I could be your brother again. <laughs> and it's and it's great. And, it's, and, uh, it's a it's a great moment. All right. Fine. Uh, I guess. Uh, and they kiss. De- Deleth <laughs> De- yeah. turns Deleth turns to the Afridi people and goes, "It's just like the story I told you." <laughs> <laughs> and they go, "Yay! Yay!" The, the- what was? <laughs> Deleth the storyteller, yay! And they they hold you up and they start to hold you up. Deleth, Deleth, Deleth. Gekish, don't bring him back, all right? Hey, uh, you know, <laughs> don't worry about it, hey. <laughs> it only works one way. <laughs> hey, I don't know if anybody's hungry, but I uh, accidentally uh, ordered all this pizza and uh, it just came over here. <laughs> they said it's... Uh, they said you can have as many pockets as you want. So uh, you guys want to have a pocket party or what? Anywhere you need, anywhere you want it. Boom, it pops oh, up and there's a big table of uh, But before before they disappear, Carver will try to 
uh, talk to the other Warforged that showed up and said, and say, um, where did you come from? Did, did, did you come from the machine? No, we are like you. We were created long ago. Do you not remember? I, I don't. I only remember my designation, but I don't know how I... Do you remember these... my designation? I'm 79451. Yes, and I'm 13596. You remember me, 13596. I would always do that thing, and then they would say, Oh, 13596. <laughs> and I would say, yes, that is my thing that I do. I'm 13596. Oh. That does seem very funny, but I don't remember that. I don't remember who made us. Says, uh... Seven but I would like to learn. 79451 says, Then, if you'll permit me, I will load my memories into yours, and you will see yourself and your origin. Or you can proceed with the life that you've had and build it from there. Uh, can I inside check just to see if I believe him? Sure. All right, who's wearing the helm? <laughs> drops. Here you go. <laughs> Clunk. Can you tell if he's telling the truth? Oh. Mm. Truth, activate. Uh, what can I tell? Roll, you roll inside. Uh, yeah, so they're telling the truth. Okay. Super inside. <laughs> yeah, it seems good. I. Uh, you you also get I, the sense that from the inside check that um, they're not exactly they think that he should know for the sake of knowing but that there's nothing about his past that is um they they maybe have a bit of uh shame or they have mixed feelings about um their own past and um everything that they've done so they're not necessarily like oh you have to know about this you feel like Mm -hmm. there is some reluctance in how they want to um about them wanting to give that to you, but they feel that they should offer it to you. I I appreciate your offer. Yes, I would like to know. Very well. It all begins to uh, flash back, and you see that that you were created long ago, and by a dwarf who used these um, magical crystals and created you, and you were one of these many elite constructs. And what you get the sense of is that this person was using you for really nefarious purposes and you flash back to all these instances of protecting this person and um, doing his bidding and uh, hurting people and hurting others and um, doing all of this stuff it's quite brutal you find that your name carver is actually from how vicious you would be with the blade and the sword and while the me- while the name doesn't mean anything to you, it is one that uh, has echoed through time. You were created by Voop Dedu. <gasps> what? These other two were part of that elite group of constructs that he had made, and they were thought to have all been decommissioned and put away. And they inform you that they were um, shut down, or they were kind of in a low power state. They had been. Uh, awaken from the from a vision from the uh, great machine and so they were able to locate you and um, part of that was to reconnect and tell you this 
um, story and to uh, make sure that you understood um, your past and how you fit in that. So Carver takes all this in in three seconds. (laughs) 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 Wow, that that is... I now know who I was. And I I, I turn to Jarek and Sarsa who are in uh, earshot and I say... I was created by a dwarf named Voop Dadoo. <gasps> Ooh, what? We know him. Yeah, we, we got, knew him. We got to play with some of his toys. We made a, a that big was a whole thing. thing. It was, it was a bizarre morph. Uh, apparently, in that situation, I'm surprised you only have two legs and no tentacles. Because I guess that's something that's kind of a fetish he developed. Might have been, yeah, it came on a little later. Like you know, you know, it's mm-hmm. amazing, Jerick, how people can change and develop as they, as they age and grow into themselves. Yeah, they really level up. Anyway, Carver. Good for you, Carver. That seems like a big issue for you. That's a that's a great mind that created you. A little strange towards the end, but 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 fascinating. I, I'm not the warforged I was, but I'm clearly on a different path now. Perhaps my perhaps my purpose is to continue helping out the knights. Carver, it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters where you're going. Jarek. The wise. Oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, it I, is I, nice I... to meet you, Jarek the Wise. I am seven nine four five one. It is also nice to meet you. I am one three five nine six. Seven nine four five one and seven. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Um, where where are you going now? Are you going back to your origin? There is not much for us to do. We will probably go back into hiding and live under the shadows and not cause any disturbances. But if you want to come with us, you can. Or if you need help, we are excited to help you and put our uses to good. The realm as a whole needs help. And I, I turn back to uh, Remy, and uh, Carver says, My associates and I have skills that we can travel fast. We don't need food or water. We need other knights in our organization. I believe it would be best for us to start recruiting for you, to go to other realms and and identify people that have these abilities that that would be helpful to the organization Remy says it indeed would I don't know what's even left of the organization or or what to expect here we we need to we need to talk and uh, Alistair we need to talk with Sora and Kevin and we need to we need to figure out exactly what's left and, and what we can do but there's no doubt that we will need people willing to stand up for what's right and not to be bought and sold and, and turned against each other. You're more than welcome to stay, he says to 79451 and 13596. Jarek's going to casually have a look at the leftover boots of Principal Order Decius and see if they're uh, oh. special in any way. They're crispy. Not, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he like pokes at them and they like evaporate into ashes. Like, oh, oh, oh yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. They're um, 
They're gone. Uh, actually, Jarek, as you kind of um, dig around in those ashes, you pull up this big uh, coin, and it's shiny metallic, and you think it might be uh, made of platinum. Hmm. So you're not sure what it's about, but you have this this big platinum coin. Oh, but somebody's already seen that. Bashir had the platinum syndicate coin from... Um, he took it from Captain Dropoff. Mm-hmm. So you... If if you see it, do I see it? I hold it up. Hmm, look at this. Branch <laughs> has seen one of those before, and he tells them the story. This platinum syndicate thing, that was that was interesting. What happened? The Gohal said there could be only one member of the platinum syndicate ultimately, and then he took out. Principal Order Decius. This is, and uh, Sarsa and Jarek, you remember hearing the the mention of the Platinum Syndicate back with um, Kishara mm-hmm. in season two. That's right. Um, when she was communicating with somebody, um, Lord Metre, I believe, uh, about something, and saying the Platinum Syndicate wasn't holding up their part. They have some sort of plan where there can be only one amongst them. Maybe we could use that against them in some way. Are we now one of them because we have the coin? Because that big red guy defeated the boots guy, and now you have his coin, so you now... I don't think that's how it works. I mean, I think it's more of, like, evil intent, you know? It's like, like, have you ever played... um, Duck, Duck, Goose, you know, where it's like, or not, not Duck, Duck, Goose. What, what am I thinking of? Uh, Red Rover? No, no, no. Uh, Frogs and Giggins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Froggies and Hens. Uh, so you know, like after a while, they get eliminated. And after a while, all you have is frogs, right? I mean, so just the last you know, frog. Oh, so yeah. What we need is a list of all the frogs. Uh, Brand, I mean, Branch knows many frogs. I, I have. <laughs> I have a frog. Uh, who's, we just need to find out Billy. somebody that knows all and of the like people that have taken over all these all the realms. Oh, this is a metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, I'm gonna hold on to this, and he pockets the platinum syndicate coin. Yeah, that's probably a, a good call because I I would have probably spent it at a bar. Deleth, do you know who might be aware of such information that's from realm to realm? despots and, and dictators that might be in charge of each place? I did meet a couple interesting people when I was in the Emerald Trade. Uh, one particular person, McTavish. I think we should speak to him. Sora's the person in the room that would have the best sense of that, and it's probably not that great. Kevin and Sora um, identifying that all of you are knights tells a bit about how they were kind of wrapped up into all of this. Give some more information about Decius kind of taking over this intelligence network program and then kicking them out of knowing about what was happening and then ultimately sending people to capture them. And they were able before Decius was really able to take over and kind of oversaturate the knights with all of the 
defectors and assassins and all the troublemakers that he had brought in, they were able to tell a few of their closest allies and a bunch of different knights to go into hiding and to uh, await orders directly kind of from them. So they kind of inform you that there has been um, a great hiding of knights that um, Decius wasn't aware of. And so while he thinks that probably he has kind of eliminated most of all the key leadership, and especially with um, you guys out of the picture, probably there are uh, some senior people that have kind of hidden away and tucked away and that have been quiet for some time. But they tell you that they're going to need a lot of help to kind of rebuild the entire organization from the ground up and that they're going to be open and they're going to be transparent about things and they're going to have to change the ways that things have been done from now on and they're going to try and bring as many good people into it as possible and kind of going through everybody and meeting everybody over the next bit of time there kind of is this general plan of well, each person using their skills and using Deidre's connections here and knowing what Jarek and Sarsa... And, and don't branch. forget the Helm of Pure Insight. Right, and with the Helm of Pure Insight, having now a way to really vet people that they can um, That's what that I'm saying. At least some form of an application, darling, because you can't just take random strangers off the street because they had one moment of kindness. So, so it seems that... that uh, we're kind of doing two things as an or if we need to tell all the knights that are in hiding come on out i'm sure i'm sure you can do that uh, uh elf lady and and um i'm sorry what was your name sora soren sora sora yes sora that's real nice i like that i'm biscuit nice to meet you so that's one thing is we gotta get all those other knights to be like come out of their hidey holes and then we gotta find new knights which it looks like uh the uh, Carver and his buds, uh, thing one and thing two, are going to take care of, and then, uh, and the other thing is we we got to find out who all these platinum syndicate people are. That's a big to do list. Um, we're going to need all the help we can get. Hmm. Too bad I got this other quest to do, like find all these wizards. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of quest is that? <laughs> Oh no! It's just. I've just not like heard little, of this before. Do they it's have like silly a little names? Quest. I, I mean, it's just. It, it's this. It doesn't seem as important as all this. I, I, I I'm, I'm here to help. Uh, maybe, maybe I should. Uh, well, what do you want us to do? I mean, like, who should I do what? I think we should I, start I, with a PR campaign uh, to recruit, because obviously we have. We're going to have a branding image. We definitely need to handle this infiltration that's happened and get out ahead of it before we lose the reputation and the faith of the realms. Duh. That, that seems uh, pretty simple. And Alistair says um, with with uh, Decius out of the picture, I think we can restore uh democracy to Castor City and we can let the council get back in charge of running the city and I think I can I think here I can at least help in that way I have uh, enough political clout here that I could at least get um, this one city to be uh, on our side and we know that it's safe and we we can rebuild the trust 
and repair the damage that Decius did. Hey, hey, uh, Alistair or Sora, does the Knights have a a wizard a resource like a library or, or some sort of like, um, you know, arcane something where I can look up maybe ways that we might be able to seek out or teleport or, you know, just something like, I don't know, something I, I want to feel useful here. Well, of course, yeah, we can we can use our vast network of knowledge and we can um, we can access all sorts of libraries and, and wizards if you want training and uh, to take apprenticeship we can certainly make that happen well, I mean I was thinking I could actually like you know I, I know a couple things but but yeah you know I, I could learn some things too um, yeah l- l- let me help uh, this field work is is, is alright but I, I, I kind of like uh, I feel like I could be behind the books and maybe help everybody and give them a, an advantage if I if I know what we're up against. Uh, J- Jerek and Sarsa, do, didn't you know a knight who was a librarian? Oh. Well, Celius, yes. I Wait, he's... you know somebody who's a librarian? Oh yeah, you would love him. Uh, wh- where is he from? Or where is he Where is he right now? Uh, well, last we saw him, he was in uh, Marcasia, I think. Marcasia? Oh, that's that... Uh... It's oh, a yeah, floating that city. It's pretty cool. You should oh, go check it out. Floating city, right? A Falcon Reach. I remember that. Yeah, I, re- I read a book about that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Pretty well, sure he's got a book for just about everything. That that's that's the guy I need to talk to right there. I mean, I need a big old library and a guy who n- loves about books. Um, that's a great place to start. That's right. All right. Well, um, Jarek, I reckon shoot. you and I'll be staying out in the field, right? Well, I'll go where you go. All right. Hey, I, I, I'd love to get a ride uh, to Marcasia if y- y'all take me. <laughs> if y'all have a... Let me just remember what I did with my ship. <laughs> <laughs> with the Crescent Squall. The Crescent Squall 72 and is... Suddenly, suddenly uh, you hear, uh, Jarek Dark Harbor. <laughs> oh, I said I'd listen to you. Yes? <laughs> I found your ship! Oh! Oh, it's good. not his ship! Yeah. Well, where is my ship, uh, Javadriel? You'll have to follow the dotted lines that I put in front of you, or, uh... I don't have a specific spot, but I can guide you there one step at a time. They, like, light up on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Go that way. It's, it's like, like when you do the line. first quest in a video game, and it, like, shows you where to walk. It's kind of It's kind of like that. Somewhere in this chamber, uh, Igneous has found Sindel and I think put together based on the healing spell that she is the uh, mortal embodiment of his like god and worship. And they probably had a had a conversation along the lines of like, oh yeah, I was the I was the child that the the that's they sent away, and then Charkandrick took over, and that must have been terrible. Like, oh, yeah, it, was, it was awful. It was just, oh, we must have just missed each other. I came back into the realm as you were leaving. Uh, oh, I'm sorry about that. That sounds really bad, but uh, things are good now. And I think ultimately, after kind of like piecing together a lot of plane of fire backstory, um, Igneous would just pledge himself to just whatever Sindel dubbed him he do. <laughs> 
because she is she is the phoenix and he is a follower of the phoenix phoenix born and cleric of the phoenix whatever you tell me to do i'll follow i've been just trying to make a place for myself here in this world and and i had no idea you even existed but i feel i feel a new meaning now that you're here cool what are we doing? <laughs> what a fanboy. <laughs> um, I kind of got my own thing going on, but like, I'll call you, maybe. All right, I'll just I'll do this night thing then. All right, and uh, fight the Platinum Syndicate and and do us right and uh-huh. and, and fight in your name, the cleric of the light, okay. cleric of the holy phoenix. I shall okay. defend your honor. Okay. Uh, bye bye. Right. Cool. All right. It's great to meet you. I really appreciate it. Could you, could you sign this? Could you sign this? Right uh, here? Kevin. Kevin comes over. Sign my anklet. No, you need to put no that signatures. away from my daughter. Okay. All right. No, no signatures. All right. You need to. You cool. need to get. Thank you. It's, it's great. This is great. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Great. <laughs> what are your intentions? I worship her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Ezo the small, and Haze the kind, and Brahma the glamorous, and the other Afriti tribe. They come up to all of you and they say. We can't believe that after 5,000 years of Gohal the Brutal and his terrible life of pain and suffering that he's cast upon us and that he's influenced us to cast upon this world, we can't believe that he's finally gone. We can't tell you what it means that you've helped us to return to our home here in these caves and to rid the world of such a such a loathsome person we're 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 all truly in 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 your debt well it was all a day's work for uh team alistair slate they say uh we're we are gonna rebuild this home and we will we will keep caster city safe from sandworms and we'll we'll rebuild we'll fill in this tunnel here and we will we will live in peace here forever thanks to you and all of you begin to um begin to exit the cave and you go back out the way to caster city and as you guys emerge through the jungle you get a glimpse down into this big metropolis and all of you kind of having gone through all of these experiences and and the people that you've met along the way and all of that kind of uh, all comes together and Remy and Alistair stop for a moment and Alistair says, all these people living in this city, they just have no idea of what just happened. And Remy says, the way it should be. This is Chris. We're excited that Knights of the Roll Table is part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. But did you know that there are other geeky podcasts you can listen to? There totally are! Such as The Anime Fantasticness of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped and Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about one superhero, hero, villain, or team one issue at a time. But we also have some new baby brothers in our podcast family. Explore the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration 
or Talking Animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. So check those out today. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind.